Hey friends, it's Tensei from the future here. Uh, if you're just joining us, welcome. I did want to pop in at the beginning here to say that the first few episodes of Bard Rock Cafe have some some new podcast quality issues with the audio. Uh, improvements are made every few episodes, and if you stick with it, we promise it is worth the wait. However, if you want to bypass all of that, feel free to skip ahead to episode 22, Lady Marmalade. This is a downtime episode right before a new story arc, and as such, it's a really great point to jump in, get to know all the characters. Please, enjoy the show however is best for you. Bard Rock Cafe is brought to you by SassyGamers.com and viewers like you. Links to Sassy Gamers, our Patreon, and our social media accounts can be found in the show notes. Previously on Bard Rock Cafe... Epi disguised himself as a guard named Kevin, with a Y, and investigated the wreckage of the Bar Rock Cafe. After narrowly avoiding being captured by the guards, Epi got close enough to record the runes on the obelisk, but couldn't decipher them. The magistrate thought something was suspicious and attempted to cast a spell. Instead of detecting magic, he sent sand everywhere. In between jobs, Rook surveyed the city for opportunities, and Felix had one for her. They went to Brock, who had no luck whatsoever filing his insurance claim, and Felix offered a loan for the repairs. He has just one more person he wants for the job. The question on everyone's mind, where in Faerun did their friend Effie go? Find out today on Bard Rock Cafe. Welcome back to Bard Rock Cafe, a wild magic themed D&D podcast. Currently partnered with Sassy Gamers. Uh, I am your DM for the evening, Kenny, and these are our players. Uh, hello, I'm Paul, and I play Brock Song, the Kalishtar noble who gave up his charmed life to pursue his dream of being a bard and opened the Bard Rock Cafe. And I'm Khadija. I play Rook, a half elf rogue from the Docks District who makes her way as a jewel thief. And I'm Tyler, playing as Roland Armbar, the Wild Magic Barbarian, as the hired muscle for the Bard Rock Cafe. Alright. And this is episode three. Uh, last time, Felix and Rook came to retrieve Brock from the Innkeeper's Guild, where he was trying in vain to get the insurance payout for the Bard Rock Cafe. Felix offered to pay for it himself in exchange for the loan being repaid. Brock found their first job clearing rats out of a cellar. And Felix suggested that they go find Epimetheus, the cleric of the Raven Queen who raised one of the men who died at the scene of the meteor crash. Now Rook, Brock, and Felix are heading out towards the Docks District to get the last member of their party. Looked all over water deep from the North War to the South One. Wasn't at the castle or even in the dockyard. Just one member short, and then we start the fun. 
Tell me where in Faerun did our friend Epi go? And that is what Brock is singing as you guys march through the dock district looking for Epi. Felix seems to be... Go ahead and roll performance to see how good that actually was. I rolled a 15 plus 7, 22. Okay. Felix is digging it. Felix is just accustomed to my hijinks at this point. True. He has worked just he has worked alongside you for a long time now. Yeah, Felix is leading you guys out of the castle district, back to the docks district to find Epi. So do we just find Epi in their bed? Are y'all just going with Felix all the way to get Epi? That's my plan. Rook is following Felix. So, you guys make your way down out of the castle district. Felix does take a brief detour to walk by the Bardrock Cafe. You do see that there are several guards posted outside and some sand kind of scattered all over the place, which is odd. Uh, it's pretty, pretty clear that nobody's being admitted in, but you do see the mostly destroyed structure. Uh, can I approach one of the guards and just ask them what happened since I am the owner of the building? Sure, what do you say? Uh, uh hi, uh, I, uh, nice to meet you, I'm, uh, Bro I'm Brock Song, I'm the owner of, uh, what's left of that cafe over there, I'm just wondering, what happened? Why is all this sand here? You're, uh, so you're the owner. Uh, yes, I, I am the owner of, uh, well, what's left of that building. Uh, you know, I, I was unfortunately in it when it went down yesterday, and I show him some of the, uh, healing burn marks on my arms from the fire. Huh. You know, we had an intruder last night. And I've been instructed not to let anyone in. How do I know you're the owner of the Bard Rock Cafe? Well, I could show you the deed, but I'm not, I'm not trying to get in. I just want to know what happened to my business. Was anything taken? Oh, you know what? Actually, wait, I'm a noble. I have a signet ring. Uh, can I show him my signet ring and show him that I am, in fact, Brock Song, which he should know is the owner, if he's privy to any of the information? He kind of looks down at the signet ring. Right. You're the owner. I don't know if anything was taken or if anything burned up in the fire. I do know that we had somebody sneak in last night, and we had to chase them down. If you come by anyone by the name of Kevin, please, uh, let us know. They're guilty of trespassing and impersonating a guardsman. Kevin, I will, I will keep an eye out for Kevin. Uh, thank you for letting me know. Thank you, good citizen. On your way. Alright, and that's all I want. I want to get up to speed with Weston. He didn't mention the question about sand, but I figure he probably just doesn't know, or he, he wasn't going to tell me. Okay. So Felix did pick up all of what was said. That is odd. But they just keep on going to the end where Epimetheus is staying. I, I actually, I want to know what Brock's relationship is, because this is another inn in the uh, vicinity of the Bard Rock. What is his relationship with this uh, somewhat rival business? So, yes, you are a rival business. But if you look around, there are a lot of rival businesses because Waterdeep is a very busy, busy place. So it's kind of Holiday Inn and La Quinta, you know, they're rival businesses, but for the most part, you kind of just do your own thing and they do their own thing and it's fine. Okay, so they don't really care that I walked in. No, like it's not like that. Do I know the proprietor? Maybe in passing, not well. You probably don't even remember their name. They definitely don't remember yours, but they know that you run an inn. All right. Uh, there is an older, gray-haired woman behind the counter. She's wiping down the, the bar. Seems to be getting ready to get up and running for the day. She sees you. There's just a 
brief glimmer of recognition, like she can't quite place you. She says, ah, oh, welcome, welcome, come on in. How can I help you today? Hello, uh, I'm I'm Brock Song, the uh, the owner of what was, until yesterday, the Bard Rock Cafe. I'm, I'm just trying to track down one of my patrons. I heard they might be staying here with you. Ah, yes, I saw the meteor. I'm, I'm glad you're all right. Nasty bit of business. Have you been by the, the, the Innkeeper's Guild? Uh... Yes, I'm, I'm. I'm working on my claim. Uh, it's it's a work in progress, to say the least. She she kind of gives you this toothy grin, but like half the teeth are missing. <laughs> and like she's like, I feel for you. Well, you're welcome to stay here anytime. Uh, I might take you up on that. Fortunately, the uh, the black staff was very courteous and offered me a place in the castle ward while I'm waiting for the uh, investigation of my premises to be done. Oh. As, as you might have noticed, there's a lot of guards out there at the moment trying to figure out what happened. I was there, and even I'm not sure. I don't really make my way up that way. But you said one of your patrons is here. I'd worry about you stealing patrons from me, but you don't have anywhere to take them. <laughs> Uh, oh no! I'm just trying to I'm just trying to collect on their tab to try and finance some of those initial repairs. Uh, do, do you uh, do you have someone named Epi staying here? She kind of leans forward and says, "Are you telling me that Epi's a deadbeat?" Uh, no, just the uh, tabs that they were running the day that the inn went down. <laughs> I didn't have time to cash out the tabs with the fire and everything. She kind of squints a little bit. She's upstairs, second room on the right. Thank you kindly, and I offer the uh, proprietor a handshake. She spits in her hand and shakes your hand. Awesome. All right, so if no one else has business down here, I think we're just going to head upstairs. Sure. All right, uh, All right. I, I'm going to go ahead and knock on Epi's door. Okay, Epi, what are you doing when they arrive? Uh, it was, I guess, where late and early meet. So, like, 1 or 2 a.m. Like, it's late, but it's early, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if solid's the word for it, but yeah, you got some sleep. Bum, bum, bum. Effie, it's Brock. I'm here to collect on your tab. Uh, when we shut the door, I said, well, "Actually, that's not why we're here." Uh, you know, I just I didn't want anyone outside to uh, necessarily know our goings on. You do see Felix standing there next to him, along with Rook. Though I don't think you're as familiar with Rook. Epi, do I look like a bouncer to you? Felix looks over to the scrawny teenager, if you say so. Rook crosses her arms and gives Felix a, Felix a look. Uh, it's actually, like, almost sunset, but, you know, I... Are, are you hungover? 
Can I roll insight to see if I see anything on Epi, like, you know, sand? That would be... Perception, not insight. Oh, cool, I'm better at perception. I rolled 18 plus 2, a dirty 20. Okay. You do see some sand around. Uh, by any chance did you, uh, break into my cafe yesterday? Well, I was passing by there, and there was an awful lot of sand, and we're not really that close to the beaches part of the dock district, and I can't help but notice your room is also littered with sand that doesn't look native to here. Uh, well, you you were there when whatever hit it hit it. You revived a dead person. I know you were there. I know you're ordered by a heart. You're the pastrami with rye. I, I never I never forget an order. Well, I'm just wondering why you broke into my cafe. Can I roll insight to see whether or not... Alright. Uh, Epi, roll deception. Brock, roll insight. I rolled uh, 19 plus 0. 19. pretty good at reading people most of the time and uh epi seems you know for somebody that is obviously kind of shady seems pretty upfront about this all right well i'm i'm regardless of what happened i'm not so worried about it i just we actually were looking to bring you on for a job Well, it might actually be a couple of jobs. Uh, Felix can explain the arrangement probably a little better than I can. Well, more of a long-term arrangement. You see, I have a very vested interest in the Bardrock Cafe being rebuilt, and because the, the guilds are not upfront with their help, and don't actually want to pay anything, they just want to get paid, I offered to loan Brock the money to have the, the inn rebuilt. That way, I can get back to business as usual as quickly as possible without interference from the guards. However, that does put Brock in a bit of a bind. You see, I do need the money back. And since you and I have such a long-standing arrangement, I was hoping you might help out.
Thank you, I appreciate that. And Felix kind of walks over. Wonderful. And he puts his arm kind of on Rook's shoulder and says, This is Rook, another one of my associates, freelancers, if you will. She's also agreed to help. Yep. She's fish and chips, by the way. If you could all play nice together, that would be beneficial to everyone. Good luck. I'll be waiting on my money. And he just, you open the window to let the sun kind of shine on you. He just launches himself out the window. Oh yeah, very graceful. All the way down. He does like two front flips and then slows down right as he's about to hit the ground and lands on his feet and walks away. I, I believe the spell is called Featherfall. And then actually, uh, we do have our first job lined up, but I want to go pick up my hired muscle first. I think he'd be very useful for getting this job done quickly. So when the heck are we actually going to start the job? Alright, it's, it's just a quick stop to check in on my friend, and if he feels up to the job, then we'll head right there. Starts going down the stairs. Yeah, I likewise can follow Rook down the stairs. So as you're making your way out, the old lady behind the counter says, "Have a nice day." Kind of looks directly at you, Effie, and's like, "I do expect you to pay me for that room at some point." Oh, look at you, all fancy. Yes, I have change for gold. She slams down nine silver on the counter, then holds out her hand. Yes, yes, thank you, come again. It's like she's already back to cleaning the county. I, I lean over and whisper to Rook. I see she doesn't tip her housekeeper. Rook shrugs. You get the sense that she actually did not hear you. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Brock is not the type to repeat a joke a second time, so he just leaves it be. No lie, that was a nat one perception check for the old lady with hearing problems. <laughs> oh, that's... <laughs> Uh, he's staying in the castle ward. Uh, uh, he wasn't doing so well with the, uh, you might remember the gentleman at the door whom uh, the building dropped on him worse than the others. Uh, they were still healing him into the night, but I think he should be in good shape now, so he's in the castle ward where I'm staying. Let's go. Yep, alright, so I lead them back to the castle ward because I know exactly where my friend is. Okay, Armbar, you, uh, you wake up in a dark room. You don't know where you are. The last thing you remember is standing at the door to the Vardrock Cafe, just kind of keeping an eye on things. You remember a guard busting in, telling everyone to get out. And so you started, you know, standing by the door, shuffling people out the door, telling them to go, go, go. And then you, there was just like a blast of white light, and now you're here. And you don't remember anything in between then and now. Okay. 
As you look around, you notice you're in kind of what looks to be a medical ward. Curtains kind of on either side of you. You're in just a little narrow bed. There's an end table next to you. Uh, you get the distinct sense that you are, in fact, naked. And you see a sack full of your clothes to the left of you. Go ahead. Ooh, boy, my head. Oh, what happened? Where am I? Where's all my gear? Oh, I seem to have a little bit of a knob on my head. Oh, it hurts. Yeah, you touch it, pain just explodes across your skull. <laughs> I'm in the nude under here. Oh, better put my clothes on, at least my britches. My lucky bear underwear. Yeah! And then I'm gonna put my clothes on. But I'm like kinda daisy because I'm a little weak after being healed and having the building fallen on me the night before. But I'm like in the middle of like putting my clothes on maybe when everybody else shows up. Yeah, I was gonna say. So as you're putting, your pants are on, but like just on as the door opens and Brock and crew have arrived. Hey! I'm indisposed, wait! And uh, Brock just holds his arms out to tell everyone to stand back. Sorry, champ, we didn't mean to intrude. We were just coming to check on you. Oh, Brock, a sight for sore eyes. How are you doing? Uh, well, uh, some ways better than you, some ways worse, friend. Uh, the Bard Rock's not in great shape, but I'm okay. How are you doing? Uh, a big rock hit it and set it on fire, and for some reason I don't understand, it's covered in sand. What are we gonna do now, Brock? Well, uh, Felix offered to help me pay for the repairs, but we need to do some odd jobs to pay him back. Uh, if you're feeling up to it, I have a, a job of doing an extermination for uh, another business that I was hoping you could help us out with. Well, anything for you, my friend. You, I mean, if it weren't for you, I'd be still working as a sellsword. All right, well, uh, let's. Uh, are you feeling up to it? Oh, let's do it. I'm a little bit under the weather, but um, I'm sure I'll be fine. But let me get going. All right, well, uh, let's give you a minute to finish getting dressed. I had I had Melody and Harmony go get some of your uh, some of your not having been set on fire clothes from your place for you. I hope you don't mind. Oh, my lucky breeches, I hope. Well, as long as the as long as your lucky breeches weren't the ones you were wearing when you were on fire. And so, uh, I think we head out. I guess so. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, so you, uh, you probably recognize the faces, but not the names. Uh, this, this is Epi and Rook. I never got to know him, but I sure did let him in the Bard Cafe one too many times. Looking at you, Epi. Got a little bit of an intoxication record to you. Yeah, some folks just can't handle their Keystone Light. Brock's got the best Keystone this 
All right, so uh, basically we need to go and remove some rats from this business's cellar. I think we, if we uh, hustle a little bit, we can get there before they close for the night. All right, so you guys are traveling to the trades district to the general's general goods store. That takes you about an mm, hour of walking to get there. It's a good trek across the city. But you get there. And uh, sun's just starting to really get low in the sky. You kind of get that blue twilight look outside. You know you've reached the general's general goods store because out front there's a guy dressed in a painted wooden costume that looks like it looks like a, a city guard, but it's like a painted wooden costume, and he has a large sign that he is shaking out in front of the the store. It says, the General's General Goods Store for all your general needs. We generally have what you're looking for. And he's hopping around and, like, spinning the sign around, and he's hollering out the same catchphrase over and over again. Come to the General's General Goods Store for all your general needs. We generally have what you're looking for. 5% off of all goods for repeat customers. Come on down. I, I want to look up this guy. By any chance, is your name Kevin? He stops. He looks at you. No. Uh, sorry, I just... I was, I was told somebody matching your general description named Kevin was at my was uh, at my business place of business yesterday. Uh, it's fine. Uh, so, actually, I'm here because... Uh, one of your co-workers was actually at the Innkeepers Guild earlier today, and I met them, and they mentioned you had a problem I might be able to help you with. Uh, who would I speak to about that? Oh, yeah. So, you're going to need to speak to the general manager. Uh, <laughs> go inside and just ask for him. Somebody will get him for you. All right, fantastic. Thank you so much, friend. Okay, you're, you're welcome. And he goes back to just hopping around with his sign. and Like, it's a young guy, right? Like... Early 20s, late teens. Looks like this is just that job that everybody has that they hate. And he's notably not named Kevin. Alright, so I so I march inside and I approach the uh, person at the desk and say, I'm here to speak to the general manager about a job, and I show him the flyer that the, his coworker handed me. So, you see this lady sitting behind what appears to be a counter with just stuff strewn all across it. She is filing her nails... And she doesn't even acknowledge you when you come up. So you, you say what you say, and like, for a second, like, she just keeps filing her nails, and then she stops and looks up, sighs, reaches over, pulls up a gigantic bell, and just, ka-clang, 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 and then just puts it back down and goes back to filing her nails. And a few minutes pass, and this balding, middle-aged man comes just sort of trotting up from the back room. Uh, he's wiping his hands on his, his outfit, and he says, Yes, can I help you? Uh, yes, are you the general? What? No, I'm just the general manager for this store. Oh, the general manager, sorry. Uh, hello, my name is Brock Song. Uh, Hi. Uh, and I... How can I help? And I hold up my hand. Uh, actually, I'm here to help you. I was actually at the Innkeeper's Guild earlier today, and one of your employees was there and mentioned you had a problem. And... Uh, well, I was actually going to offer to my services to uh, help deal with that problem, and I hold out the flyer so he knows what problem it is. I'm trying to be discreet so his uh, patrons don't know he has rats. Oh, okay. So he, he takes it and kind of looks at it, looks up at you. Right. And I, I kind of, like, point when he looks at me. I point a thumb backward at the big guy. Like, I have a guy who can handle this for you. Right. Uh, this isn't normally how we do things. 
supposed to get permission from the guild, and then we hire somebody from in-network, and then they come take care of it, but that's taking too long. Yeah, well, I'm also a member of the guild, so then we can probably smooth that over as well. Have you worked with the guild before? Alright, listen, it's fine. It's fine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna step around the corner and be like, Listen up! We're well qualified to do this job, so let's get on with Oh, it. man. I, I put up my hand immediately and put it, like, gently push back on Roland's chest. We're like, it, it's okay, friend. I'm, I'm so sorry. Our business actually went up in flames yesterday, and he's been having a really bad day. I'm so sorry. You see this man? He's, like, average height, right? <laughs> and he's, like, he's looking up. It looks like he's getting a crick in his neck looking at Armbar, just like, oh, oh my. Ah, so I can give you the promotional rate and a free membership for the General's General Goods Store, which is good for various offers. Uh, you're welcome to head back there. I think this will be a lot faster than waiting on the guilds. Come on, follow me. It kind of leads you back through the back. You see rows and rows of boxes of stuff. He opens a door into a refrigerated area with more boxes of stuff that you can only assume is food stuff of some variety. Then there is a trap door in the very back of the refrigerated area. Alright, this leads down into the basement area where we keep some of our, our higher priced goods. The rats seem to be coming from down there. Listen, there's a lot of them. Just do what you can. Hey, no problem. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. I think you're nuts, but, you know, good luck. There's a lot of rats. They seem very, what's the word? Focused. They come for all our highest price meats. Uh, yeah, I suppose there's no need to be mousy about it. Huh. <laughs> um, wait a second, says Rook. Don't you want me to go scout first or something, though? Rook shrugs. It's my job. I'm fine with that. Right. Um, so Rook opens the hatch and attempts to sneak down first. Okay, roll a stealth check. <laughs> Ten total. Okay. Uh, you believe you are stealthed. Oh. You, you get down into the basement area, and you take a look around. You see more rows and rows of boxes and stuff. Uh, you do see just, like, it's just stacks, right? Like, it's a mess. Uh, you take a few minutes looking around... What do you do? Yeah, I'm checking to see if I can hear or see where the rats are. Can I hear them? Okay, roll investigation. 21. Okay. So, you don't hear them, but you are able to see, after a couple, like, fairly quickly, you find where there's a stack of boxes, and, like, right behind those boxes, it seems like there is a fairly large hole that's been chewed out of the wall. And kind of leading... It's almost like something tunneled up into the store. 
So um, I look up through the hatch where I hope everyone's looking at me and I wave everyone down with a finger over my lips indicating be quiet. take 10 minutes can we say yeah i was gonna say can we say that he was doing that while rook was investigating that felt like it took like seven minutes or so at least i'll i'll give you five minutes off for starting that before rook investigated rook rolled really high yeah and it's gonna take time for the two of us to go down the ladder anyway So you finish casting it, you have 10 minutes of active detect magic, so long as you maintain concentration. Okay. Uh, looking around, nothing seems magical. Alright, uh, can I... Right, so I'm gonna go down, do we, do we need to do stealth checks too, or are we just gonna move down the ladder? Actually, hold tight. You said you cast mage armor? Okay, nothing happens. Now, what were you saying, Brock? Uh, so, uh, do we have to do stealth checks or anything to go down there, or can we just say we went down there and move on? Are you moving stealthily? Uh, well, uh, yeah, let, I, yeah, I'll try and move stealthy back, because I don't want the rats to know I'm coming. Okay. So, if you're moving stealthily, roll a stealth check. I rolled a 2 plus 6, 8. Okay. Armbar, are you moving stealthily? You want me to roll for it? If you are, yes. If you are, yes. Uh, 15. You have disadvantage? Yeah. So your first roll was a 4 and a 3. And you're at disadvantage? Um, I don't have anything that says I'm going to have disadvantage. Okay. Then it's a 4. Alright. And then, Epi, are you moving stealthily? Roll a stealth check. Okay. You all believe you are stealthed. Well, alright, so when I get down there, I actually want to do a history check to see if I know anything, like, because I know Waterdeep has, like, sewers and things. I'm going to get an idea of I can tell based on that hole wherever, where the rats are feeding into and out of. Is that okay for me to roll? You want to roll a history check to see if the hole leads down to the sewers? But I'm trying to get an idea of, like, where in the sewer that might lead into if I have any, in, like, if I have any, like, my if my knowledge of Waterdeep and its, like, inner workings would let me know where that might be going. Is it going to the sewer? Is it just going outside? I'm going to say no, just because that's not really your wheelhouse at all. Okay. Can I investigate to determine if I know where it leads into? You want to investigate the hole? Yep. Okay, go ahead and roll. I roll a nat one. Okay. Do me a favor. Roll 2d100. 2d100? Roll a d100 twice, and let me know what both numbers are. So that first roll, then, is a 49, and the second roll is a 47. Okay. So, you you investigate. You have no insight whatsoever. It's a hole! As you try to speak, you open your mouth, and pink bubbles float out instead, and no sound is created. I look very confused. <laughs> I try to protest, but more bubbles come out. 
Yes, more bubbles come out of your mouth. Uh, if I if I reach out and pop one of the bubbles, does it, what does it do? Does it just pop? Does it make a noise? Pops. All right. I just I just shrug and like kind of gesture. I don't know what's going on. Yes. Yes, it does. You see conjuration magic. Blub, 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 blub. Four bubbles pop out of your mouth. Rook asks Epi, how long are we gonna have to deal with this? <laughs> Roll me an arcana check. is unlike anything that you've ever heard about. <laughs> and I'm just clutching my throat, blowing more bubbles, trying to get it to stop. Rogue rolls her eyes. Magic is so stupid, she says to herself. She draws her scimitar and tries to look in the hole. Okay. Roll perception. 18 total. As far as you can see, it just keeps going down. Looks like it goes for a while. Alright, I do. I have rope. Is there anything I can tie the rope to as a support so I can hang it down into the hole? Well, so I should probably say it this way. This is not a vertical hole. It's there's a, a horizontal. Yeah, it's it's not horizontal. It's like a gentle slope down. Would we fit inside of it? Uh, you would probably have to crouch a little bit, but yeah. So if I wanted to like ride down the hole like it's a water slide, could I do that? You can certainly try. <laughs> All right. You get the impression that I'm trying to bubble out the words Leroy Jenkins as I jump down the hole. <laughs> Wait, Brock, where are you going? Get back here, and I follow right after. Blub, 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 blub. <laughs> alright, alright, so you both just dive down this gently sloping tunnel. Yep. Okay. Rook feels no choice but to follow these reckless people. Okay, so all three of you are doing this. Four. I think all of us are doing it. Yeah. Wait, this, wait, a question. Does does Roland fit? Roland, we establish, is substantially bigger than the rest of us. <laughs> or do we have a Winnie the Pooh situation going on? Are you going on more fat? No, you're a very big, muscular guy. <laughs> we established you're like a full head. You're like a full head taller yeah, than I am. <laughs> You just mind your own body. <laughs> so, Roland is... You can all fit. Roland has to squeeze a little bit. As you dive... I'm getting kicked from behind from everybody else above me and going faster. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it's, it's a tunneled slope. So, it's not smooth. 
and it's not steep. So what happens is, one of you jumps, and then the next one, and then the next one, and none of you slide, you just all jump on top of each other, <laughs> and then sort of tumble down a little bit. Alright, I'm sorry, I thought that they were able to do it, that's why I followed yeah. them. Yeah, I think it was spaced far enough out that anyone past the second person would see whether or not this worked. <laughs> right. <laughs> Especially, Rook, you would have seen with your dark vision that yes. they're not they're not going anywhere. Okay. Rogue, do sneaky shit. Go. <laughs> Alright. Rook, um, so is everyone just piled up on top of each other right now in front of me? I think it's actually... I think it's just me with, uh, basically with Roland trying to ride me piggyback on my shoulders at the moment. And then you and Effie had time to go, that was a bad idea. I saved luck. It'll be okay now. Blub, blub, blub. Rogue pushes to the front. <laughs> Let me go first, she says. I nod my head and bubble out some more bubbles. It is a tight fit, but you're able to get around armbar. Okay. So I so I squeeze past, and Rook is able to... Uh, Rook is going to try and, like, sneak down the slope and keep an eye out. So, I'm gonna look. Can Epi see me? Am I in the line of sight where Epi can see me or no? Yeah. Okay, you know, the only reason is I'm gonna nod in response because I think if I say yes, you'll have to cast it again. <laughs> Alright, so anyway, I respond in the positive and I start my sneakage. Okay. We need to get Epi a crystal ball so she can just, like, run comms. <laughs> okay. About 50 feet down, well, okay, about 100 feet down, you do find yourself in the sewers. Okay. Um, so, do I see any trace of rat? I mean, it's the sewers. There's plenty of traces of rats. Aw, oh, damn it. They don't seem to be going in a particular direction. They're just kind of, they're rats, you know? Hmm. I wonder if I could, like, track them or something. Roll survival. Okay. Survival. Something I'm not great at, but I'll try. I rolled a 14. Okay. So, you do see a lot of evidence that rats have been kind of all over. It's also very dirty down here. You do see, just by chance, part of a boot print walking away from the hole. Um, is everyone in the sewer with me? Yeah, by this point everybody's made their way out. Okay. Can I speak words yet? You can try. I mean, I, I've been periodically trying. I'm just wondering if this is worn off yet. Yeah, we can talk again. Oh my god, my mouth tastes like soap. That was awful. Yeah, I was gonna say, you now have soapy burps. It is unpleasant. 
So, um, I just point out, I'm like, take a look at this over here, guys. Do you think that perhaps rats aren't our only enemy today? I think it's suffice to say, someone besides us isn't that squirrely about being down here. Sure. Roll investigation. Okay. So, looking at the track, it is definitely a boot print. You do find a couple other ones kind of in the grime and the filth that is down here. Um, they do seem to be heading off deeper into the sewers. Well, there ain't no time like the present, so let's get moving. Yeah, I... I start marching wherever direction the boots are pointing. Rook follows. I follow. Okay. You guys make your way slowly, following boot prints. You notice, after a couple of minutes, there is... Sounds to be, like, flutes off in the distance. And you notice a bunch of the rats seem to be running in that direction. Nope. Now, this is my forte. Uh, so, uh, as a bard, would I be able to now roll history to determine if I recognize that tune? Uh, history. Yeah, go ahead, roll history. I rolled 8 plus 311. The tune seems like just a simple children's tune. You've heard it before. There's nothing special about it. Alright, I actually want to try something. So I actually pull out my flute and I signal to them that I want to maybe try playing the same tune and see what happens. But I won't do that unless the party thinks it's a good idea. I don't want to give away our position for no reason. Why don't we send Rook up to investigate first? See what the found is coming from. I don't mind going first and taking a look. Well, if it's not magic, they might be trained, so playing the same tune might interfere with them. So let's leave what Rook finds first. Alright, so I will scout ahead. <clears throat> okay. So you scout ahead, and what you see is kind of in one of those little... So the sewers all kind of flow out of the city, and there's not really side areas in the sewer. But it looks like there is a group of about four people. They have carved out a little chamber in the sewers there is kind of a middle-aged woman playing these flutes there are rats everywhere in this room uh there is kind of a young preteen boy looks like a, an older teenage boy and a middle-aged man who looks kind of stupid for lack of a better <laughs> phrase so do they look like dirty and haggard or fancy they look homeless. They look like they have some some makeshift, looks like clubs or weapons, but like they look like things you could maybe pick up from a dump, you know? Even the flute kind of looks dirty and not really sanitary, uh, but they're all just kind of sitting around. Uh, they have a, a little campfire, and you see some roast rat. 
doesn't really smell any different from the rest of the sewers. It just smells kind of shitty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you do see what appears to be some discarded steak bones, some wine bottles. Aha, uh -huh, yes, the meat. Yeah, looks like some stuff was pilfered out of the store. Um, so we have basic weapons, we have scratchy people, lots of rats. Um, is there another exit in that room? Or are, am I at the entrance exit? You are peeking around the only entrance exit to that room. Looks like they just carved out a little spot for themselves. Okay. Um, I'm gonna gesture everyone to come to me quietly. Alright, well, I'm gonna do it real ass. Do we need to roll stealth to do that? Still going off your last stealth roll. You believe you're a stealth. I mean, there there is music playing. There is. So, that might muffle the sound. Honestly, like, let's just go in there, like, what, worst case scenario, there are four homeless people that stole some food with some rats. I'm not super worried about them getting the jump on us. We gotta figure out what those jabronis are up to. Alright, so, uh, bad stealth rule I know about, out of character be damned. My character tries to quietly walk down there. Okay. Uh, Rook, as you're looking in there, at the very least, the three guys don't seem to notice anything. But the woman playing the flute does seem to kind of miss a beat as she hears something, but then continues playing. Okay, okay. I'm gonna whisper to Epi. I don't know much about magic, but I think that woman's got everybody under her control in there. Mm. Okay, I mean... If you're using the message cantrip, nobody besides the four of you are going to hear anything. I'm gonna elbow, uh, like nudge uh, Brock, and then give him the nod to start playing his flute. Real quick, Epi, the flute is magical. Uh, enchantment. Alright, so I'm going to signal everyone else to be quiet, like, and I'm actually going to walk in and say, you know, that's a beautiful song you're playing. I actually play myself. Can I join you? So, you walk in. The guys all stand up. They brandish their clubs. She doesn't stop playing until you say what you say. Uh, the guys all kind of stop, look at her. You notice that every single rat in this room turns around and looks directly at you. But she motions down and says... I don't know how you found us, or why you're down in the sewers, but sure, feel free to play along. Uh, thank you, I appreciate it. I actually, I lost my home yesterday, and I don't have a place to stay, that's why I'm down here. I'm just down on my luck, and I'm trying to find my way back in the world. And it looks you up and down, roll deception. Hey, it's not deception, I did lose my home yesterday. So I should have advantage. Roll persuasion. I rolled a four plus five, nine. Okay, I really didn't think this was going to be a contest. Now I have to actually look and see what her modifier is. <laughs> I got a bad roll. So did she. So, she had an 8. So, she kind of just shrugs. She says, my sympathies. I understand that struggle very well. We all do. Alright, so I sit down and I start playing my flute to match the tune that she's playing. I, you said I recognized it, so I should be able to play it. Yeah, I'm not even going to require a roll. You're able to... Yeah. This is like chopsticks, right? Like, it's not complicated. Well, I was actually imagining the tune Three Blind Mice. Sure. Something, yeah. This is like, 
you learned this in middle school playing on the recorder. You know, like, yeah. By the way, Chopsticks and Three Blind Mice are the same tune. Okay. Today I learned. Well, they share a verse anyway, I believe. Listeners are going to be like, he's wrong, he's an idiot, why is he the bard? <laughs> well, so she plays along with you. Uh, the guys seem to sit back down. You play for a few more minutes, and then she stops and says, Well, welcome to our little corner of the universe. We do have enough to share if you would like some. Tell me a bit about yourself, and your friends are welcome to come join us too, if they'd like. I, uh, I signaled them over. Is there, like, another bench uh, for us to sit on? I mean, they're just sitting on the ground. I'll go behind Brock and kneel down. Um, Rook stays standing, just leans up against the wall. So the woman looks around to all of you. She says, my name is Amanda. This is my husband and my two sons. You all don't look related. And she, she looks directly at the tiefling among you. You're helping him comb the sewers. That's odd. Uh, I, I I promise it makes sense. I'm going to level with you, Amanda. Uh, are you familiar with, and I know there's lots of uh, cafes and inns, uh, the Bard Rock Cafe in the Dock District? Nope. Can't say that I am. I try to stay away from the Dock's District. There's not many good places to go. Well... Uh, that was my place of business and my home, and uh, it was destroyed yesterday. And uh, this gentleman here, uh, he was one of my employees, so until it's fixed, he's unemployed. I have not been able to get it fixed. And uh, we were, and these uh, are two of my most loyal patrons. Uh, we were all trying to uh, find some way to make money to get my bar of the cafe up, but right now we're all in hard times until that happens. And uh, truthfully, we were on an odd job down here, and we came across you, but it looks like you're also down in your luck. So I was wondering, what, what has brought you down here? So the guy just, the middle-aged man behind her grunts and says, well, she was a minstrel. She worked different taverns here and there, playing her tunes. I was the general manager at the general's general goods store, but they fired me. And we lost our home, we lost everything. Now we're stuck down here. Have you ever been to the General's General Goods Store? Uh, yes, I have been to the General's General Goods Store. Uh, it looks like the employees aren't very happy there at the moment, from what I saw. Uh, one I actually met trying to get my in fixed, and he was complaining about a rat problem in the basement, which uh, led me, me coming there, and I met uh, an employee at the cash register who seemed very uninterested in working. If I were to guess, those two employees seem like they're very unhappy working there, to be honest. Everyone's unhappy working there. It's long hours for shitty pay. Also, they can undercut the price of the competition just a little bit. Rook asks, how shitty was your pay? I worked there for 10 years. I got the raise twice. Yeah. One of those raises was when I went from associate to senior associate, and then from senior associate to general manager. It went up from one copper to three coppers. That's terrible. I could barely feed us and house us. 
We lived in squalor. And then I got fired. You mean, like the guilds? You can't join a guild and work at the General's General Goods Store. They'll fire you. They're strictly anti-guild. But they're members of the Innkeeper's Guild themselves. Doesn't that make them hypocrites? It's complicated. <laughs> they're very anti-union. Unions are complicated. Employees have too many rights, can complain. And there's a lot of poor people around. So, the minute somebody starts giving them problems, they just fire them and hire the next schmuck. <sighs> well... I, I think that goes without saying, that doesn't sound right, and I'm sorry that they treated you that way. May I ask a question that's uh, a little bold and brutally honest? I mean, well, I feel like you're going to, regardless, after phrasing it that way. Yes, but I, I, did, want to, I did want to warn you. Uh, I, I see that you have these rats here. They seem to be very uh, uh, comfortable around you and your family. And, of course, uh, the reason we were down here was we were investigating the rats for the store. Well, are you the ones that were sending the rats there? There's kind of a heavy pause. The woman goes, I was, yes. I couldn't find work. My husband was out of work. We needed to eat. And I have this flute, which was given to me by my teacher. It can enthrall the rats and have them follow my orders. So I had them rob the general, general goods store. Only what we needed to eat. Nothing they'll miss anyway. I have no desire to expose my family to that kind of risk. And besides, and the guy stands up, wouldn't want to miss a chance to stick it to the group that took advantage of me for ten years. Ten years of my life for nothing. Because we may be the first ones to come looking, but if if uh, the rats continue taking from the store, we won't be the last. Uh, tell you what, I, would you be... Uh, and also, your family, while you're living uh, somewhat more comfortably than you could be, it sounds like you could be living better. Uh, if you could have actual work, would that solve your problem? Yes. But how are you going to find us work? I look very hesitant for a moment, and uh, I actually put my like thumb up to my mouth like I'm thinking really hard. I, did I give you my name? Uh, I'm I'm Brock Song of the Waterdeep Songs. Uh, I might be down in my luck, but my parents are not. Uh, if I were to give you a letter with my with my seal, I believe my my father, uh, as much as he and I aren't speaking these days, uh, might be in the might be in the uh, ability to kindly employ a very skilled manager and. Uh, Actually, I probably wouldn't mention the fact that your wife is a minstrel. He's not a fan of bards, unfortunately. There's kind of this heavy pause. The guy says, alright, alright. Let me get this straight. You're a noble. Uh, I 
gave up my rights as a noble when I went to the Bard's College. My parents really disagreed with that. Uh, they disowned me, but... Oh, so... You're a noble who has been disinherited, disenfranchised, to the point that you're taking jobs mucking around in the sewers. I don't want to go to my parents and admit to them that I am financially struggling. I am too proud for that. They raised me to be too proud. If I went home, they would probably help me, but I just, I do not want to come to them for their charity for my needs. But I cannot see another resident of Waterdeep suffer and not try and help. So, there's this look on all of their faces like they're not buying this for a second. A nobleman does not muck around in the sewers. And if you did, you're not in any position to help them. Do I need to roll persuasion? Roll at disadvantage. But sure. Alright, first roll is a uh, 7 plus 5. That's a 12. Also a 7, miraculously. So it's a uh, 12 either way. sons don't seem convinced, but the other son, the younger son, and the father seem to be at least considering it. But the mother says, I don't think you can follow through on what you say. I'm not sure I'm comfortable putting our fate in your hands. When we have everything we need right here. And how's that? So, the wife and the husband look at each other. Says, give us a moment. And the four of them kind of walk over to the far corner of the chamber and they kind of are talking amongst themselves for a minute. So they talk for a second. The wife comes back over and holds out her hand and says, Alright, we'll take your diamond. We'll take your letter of recommendation. And we'll see what happens. I'm going to second that. You know, if I know you if this does not work out, just you know, any other store, you know, come back to them after some time has passed if you feel that this arrangement did not work out for you. Just you know, I'm like as much as I'm putting as much as you're putting trust in my word as a noble, uh, my word as a noble is going to be going to them when I say the rat problem is solved. Do you understand what I'm saying? Sure. We get it. You're just trying to do a job. I certainly hope they pay you enough to cover the diamond. Well, we thank you, and 
hopefully this all works out. So they take the diamond. And then I, I once I'll scrawl in the letter once we're somewhere less grungy than the sewer, so that they aren't handing my parents a slimy letter. Okay. Uh, they themselves are also pretty slimy, so you know, right? They, they do take the letter. Um, they promise to clean up a little bit, and then they head off ostensibly towards yeah, not the north ward, the. Oh, and before they embark, I just say, Amanda, I realize I mentioned my father doesn't care for bards, but if you ever wish to come play at my cafe when it's been rebuilt, you're more than welcome to. Well, thank you. Okay. So they've made their way off. You all just smell and feel awful. Hey, my throat tastes nice and clean. All right, guys. Let's go lie to the general manager. It's not lying if you tell them the truth. Sure. We did solve his rat problem. <laughs> I'll let you talk then, Brock. Alright, so we go up there and we're clearly covered in sewer refuse and, uh, can, do we- do I need to bring, like, a couple of dead rats from the sewer to show that we actually, like, exterminated some rats? So... <laughs> you tell me what you're doing, man. You tell me what put- what condition you enter this story in? I need to know. Uh, so we're actually so we'll go back up through. I, I, my plan is to actually go back up through the sewer tunnel, just for the sake of coming out that way. Okay. That way, like the manager, like we can counter manager in the back room again. I'm trying to save them some face. So you know, we'll come, I'll come out of the back room and uh, signal him that way. Uh, signal him to come speak with me, so the customers don't have to see. Okay. You find him asleep at a desk. Uh, I gently knock on the desk to try and get his attention to wake him up without startling him. He's not waking up. Uh, I gently shake his shoulder. What? Huh? Oh, uh, uh, God. And he looks at his shoulder. Oh, God. And it's just a nasty-ass handprint on his shoulder. <laughs> I, uh, use prestidigitation to clean his shoulder. And then I remember I can do that, and I prestidigitize me. Okay. <laughs> I, I look at Epi and go, I forgot I can do that, and I press to digitize all three of them. So, at this point, the general manager is looking horrified at all of you cleaning yourself up, but also, like, the stuff you've tracked in from beneath. I, I press to digitize the floor. <laughs> okay. I clean everything. We haven't tricked. It's gonna take you a. It's gonna take you a minute to do that. But he's like, wait, stop. What? Why? Oh, I'm. I'm so sorry. I. I forgot that we were a mess up. Your rat problem has been dealt with. You do not need to worry about the rats returning. He just. He opens his mouth to speak. Closes it and like looks like he gagged a little bit. Thank you. Please leave. Uh, now there is this the matter of payment. Ah. Well. I uh. I have a proposal for you. You see, because we didn't go through our contractual agreement with the guild, I technically wasn't authorized to hire you. But, and hear me out, I'm prepared to offer you all membership coupons for the next year at the General's General Goods Store. They are good for 10% off all merchandise. That does sound pretty good, but now hear me out here. I actually, uh, 
I, I don't remember I mentioned this when I introduced myself. Uh, I was the proprietor of the Bard Rock Cafe, and I took this job because I need to pay for repairs to my cafe, which the guilds are also not helping me with. If you can pay even a small amount, I would appreciate it, in addition to that discount. Just a small amount so I can make some headway towards getting my doors opened again. Tell you what, says, could you all just turn and look that way? And he kind of points, like, towards the door. Can I roll insight on that? Sure. A seven plus zero. I rolled a seven. I I think this is completely above board. Go ahead. Well, shit. <laughs> nice. All right. So you get the sense that he's doing something shady, but that he's not out to get you. Like he's trying to do this in your favor. Also, I need you to roll me two D100s and tell me what both numbers are. Oh, we rolled those on a nat 22. Oh, goodness. Oh, great. He's already feeling weird about us being in here. Oh, I hope 49 isn't the bubbles. Okay. So, Epi. You're gone. Okay? Like, you all just... You notice that he's doing something shifty, but in your favor, and then you're gone. I will come back to right. you in a minute. So we actually look over because Epi disappeared. The rest of you. That's why I look over. Yeah, Epi is just poof, like instantly just not there. Okay, the guy, you hear him rustling around back there. Uh, can I look, try to look at him from the corner of my eye? Sure. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, for the sake of this, I'll say slide a hand. Alrighty. 18 total. He, he does not see you peeking at him at all. He is pulling a picture off of the wall, opening up a wall safe, and pulling out just a small satchel of coins, and then closing the safe and putting the picture back up. Okay. And then he sits back down, says, okay, you can all turn around now. Uh, I... So I just very quickly say, uh, I think that our friend had to run and use the restroom, but we can take their payment for them. He does not seem to have noticed that someone is missing. <laughs> of course not. Uh, he does put the coins on the table. This is the most I can pay you. However, if you are interested in some legitimate work, we do have some delivery jobs, as our delivery person called out for the day. Uh, these pay 150 gold per delivery. Uh... It's up to you if you wish to take them. They're fairly straightforward. You just take the goods to their location. Uh, but here is here is your payment for dealing with the rat problem. We really appreciate it. Don't tell anyone. No problem. I tried to be as discreet as possible, and I pick up the bag of gold. Okay. You, you. Uh, and then I look at everyone else. Do we want to do the delivery jobs? Uh, and that's I leave that up to the party, because uh, I know at least... Rook knows about other job opportunities that we don't all know about at the moment. Rook kind of shrugs. She has a look of like... Mm, a look of maybe distaste. And I look back and said, you know what? Prestidigitation aside, I think we all need a couple of baths. So, uh, you know, maybe we'll circle back to you for a, a job in the future, but I think we need to go rest for the night. He does look kind of disgusted. He's like, yes, you do, because... Something about, the thing about prestidigitation, it does clean you, 
right? But, like, the essence is still there. So it's still grungy and nasty and gross. Also, we want, like, we also quietly probably just agreed we need to figure out where Epi went to. Yes. Okay. So before anything, we need to figure, find <laughs> Epi. Just like, nope, we're gonna go deliver some pizzas. Thank you for listening to Bard Rock Cafe. You can find more episodes on sassygamers.com. Have you considered becoming a patron? You can get wild rewards like access to our patrons-only Discord, tarot readings from Rook, and access to exclusive one-shot campaigns set in the Bard Rock universe, led by our DM, Kenny. Visit patreon.com slash bardrockcafe to find out more. Until next time, rock on!